Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome back to another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and if you listened to last week's show, you know that today's topic was supposed to be Tommy and I discussing our top 10 list, the top 10 heel babyface turns, and our personal favorite top 10 rivalries of all time. I Now... Here's a glimpse into the behind the scenes. At 6.20 this morning, I received a text from one Tommy Fierro saying that he was unable to join the show this morning. He had something pop up on his schedule, but not to worry that he had already reached out and made the hot tag to get me a co-host. Now, the co-host that I'm about to introduce would have no doubt been able to carry the conversation about top 10 lists. But uh, I didn't know if they would have had enough time to prep. If I'm finding out at 6.20 this morning, I don't know when this gentleman would have found out. And so I didn't want to tax him with having to hurriedly and rushedly make two top ten lists. So Tommy and I will save that conversation for a future show. Tommy revealed to me who the special co-host was, and I knew exactly what we were going to be talking about this morning. Because we scratched on this. We scratched the surface on this topic a few shows back, but there's so much more to dig into. And this gentleman knows much more about the topic than anyone I've ever come across in my life. Today's episode is part two of the conversation on the world famous wrestling action figure line, the LJNs. And Tommy reached out and made that very hot tag to the host of the legendary wrestling figures podcast himself, a longtime friend of this show, personal friend of mine. Please welcome back. Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Jay. How are you doing today? Listen, I'm doing wonderful. I want to start the show by thanking you uh, for jumping in at such very short notice. Like I said, I found out at 6.20 Minnesota time that Tommy was unable to, to fill his post today. And so thank you for being there. I'm not sure what time he reached out and made that hot take to you, but I know you're out in California. So if he's talking to me at 6.20, who even knows what time of the night he texted you? So I thank you for being here this morning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a couple of hours earlier than that for me, but uh, my wife is a nurse, and so I uh, sometimes am up uh, at strange hours anyway. So uh, uh, Tommy's doing something really awesome this morning. Um, for those who don't know, of course, Tommy has the independent superstars of professional wrestling, the ISPW wrestling association out there in new jersey and one of the cool things they do is they help out with charities from time to time and so tommy reached out and uh they had an opportunity to help out with uh eva's village and so eva's village is in patterson new jersey it's one of uh it's where tommy grew up and they've been around for 40 years now they started in 1982 with something called eva's kitchen They've, they uh, they basically give out 1,100 meals a day. So they do breakfast and lunch uh, Monday through Friday, and they do lunch Saturdays and Sundays. And, uh, you know, this is the getting to the cold season of the year around the country. And so places like this are really. Brian, are you still there? I think I lost audio with you. 
Yeah, can you hear me now? There, you're back. Sorry. So, so Tommy's out there with ISPW, and they're benefiting Eva's uh, Village and the and those folks that give out 1,100 meals a day to the homeless and needy in Patterson, New Jersey. So, uh, I'm thrilled to be able to fill in for Tommy as Tommy and ISPW are helping out a section of the uh, society that is in, in struggling right now. And so, I urge everyone out there to help out with places like Eva's village if they can in their communities that's very well said brian yeah ispw and tommy fiero out there doing some very good work for a very good cause and like i when i opened the show there's no doubt brian that you would have been able to carry a conversation about your favorite top 10 list in terms of heel baby face uh turns and then as well as rivalries but listen i had such a good time talking to you about the ljn action figure line when you co-hosted a few weeks back that when Tommy informed me that you were going to be the co-host what better topic to jump back into and finish this conversation on the LJNs because after we talked a few weeks ago I went back to my personal collection and I did some inventory and after that show I discovered that I was eight figures shy of having a complete set and when I say complete set I know there's they re-release some figures, maybe with some uh, different paint modifications, or even just another year, they might have, you know, released the same figure on a different card. And so when I say complete, I'm just looking to have one of each person, okay? I don't need one of Miss Elizabeth with the gold skirt and one of Miss Elizabeth with the pink skirt. I'm fine just having one Miss Elizabeth in my collection. With that said, I went through my inventory and I was missing eight figures uh, to have one of everybody that they released. And since that conversation, I have picked up an additional figure. And so now I'm just seven shy from having one of uh, all the figures that I want. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. But LGNs is such a huge conversation. It's such a passion among collectors that it's worth another conversation. And so we're doing part two of our LGN discussion. And the slam line's blowing up, Brian. We already have four callers on hold waiting to jump in and weigh in um, on our conversation. So before I go to the first one, I'd like to ask you, you have a complete set of LJNs. I kind of said what my collection is, one of each person. I don't need the doubles. I don't need, uh, you know, the different paint modifications that came out. I'd like to know in your collection, do you, what makes up your collection? Are you just, I have one of everybody like me, or do you have uh, all the ones released for the certain series? So I do have the full collection. I even have the uh, Hasbro Sergeant Slaughter. And then I do have a lot of the variants as far as the paint variants and whatnot. And then uh, right now I've even got, I was just counting, I've got uh, 73 figures that I've got for future repaint jobs. So I've done uh, 103 repaints this year where I've uh, stripped the paint off of most of them and uh and basically put new paint on them, and uh, and then I've got about 73 that I've uh, got for future jobs. So yeah, I've got quite a few LJNs on hand for sure. Not all the variants, but uh, quite a few of them. That's incredible, man. And so uh, there's an app on my phone. It's called the WWF Edition app. It's the LJN Wrestling Superstar app, and it has all the figures listed by the series and they're kind of muted out they're kind of whitewashed but if you tap on them then they come to vibrant life and it's a way for collectors to keep track 
of which action figures they have and which ones they still need. And then there's also a history tab that kind of talks about the history of the LJN line. But as I tapped mine and filled in as I was taking inventory after our last conversation, I'm down to about seven figures, and I'm going to talk about which seven those are later. But we're going to jump into the slam line, and we're going to connect with some listeners and learn about their passion of LJNs and see maybe if they're collectors or if they're just fans uh, from afar. So up first, we're going to jump into longtime friend of the show, Danny from Butler. Danny, good morning, sir. Welcome to the LJN Conversation with Babyface Brian. Hey, Jumping Jay, Brian, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, Brian, first time uh, talking to you, uh, uh, I, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you for a short time back at 80s Wrestling Con. I couldn't uh, partake with you during the actual event because, uh, you know, unfortunately, like uh, many other uh, fans, we were stuck online waiting for Bret Hart. But uh, it was a pleasure getting uh, to meet you at Tommy's uh, store a couple of days earlier to finally meet you. And, um, you know, it's a... You know, one of a great topic. LJN figures. You know, you talk you talk about going back. You know, into your childhood. You know, I could recall. You know, getting my very first LJN. Obviously, Hulk Hogan. I believe I got uh, my uh, first Hulk Hogan action figure at a department store in uh, downtown Patterson, uh, where you know also where Tommy grew up, and myself, and uh, getting the first you know LJN. I think which was made in 1984. The Hulk Hogan one that came with the the championship belt and you know mm-hmm. i remember getting that and going you know you know i was inseparable with that with that action figure i took it everywhere um don't know who got it for me i don't know if it was my grandmother or my parents but i tell you one thing i got i went everywhere with it there's not one place that did not go with that whole Hogan. i probably was about five or six when i got my first ljn if i if i if i can't if i could recall and then you know slowly but surely you know, the collection, you know, just came up. You know, I would get a couple here and there. Um, you know, I was the only one in my, you know, the neighborhood that had the LJNs. So, you know, you know, the kids would come over and play with me. You know, I, my favorite, obviously, the first one I'll ever have was Hulk Hogan. But probably out of all of them that I ever, uh, you know, acquired throughout my, my youth, I would have to say probably that my favorite one would have to be Randy Savage. Just, you know, with the articulation, you know, the pink tights with the stars like he wore at WrestleMania 3. Um, you know, the King Kong Bundy one with, you know, the way his face, the facial features with the snarl, it was, a, you know, so, like, you know, lifelike, you know, had, you know, so many, you know, that I had. Uh, you know, I probably collected them to about 88 maybe. I probably, re- if I could remember, the last one that I ever got would either be the One Man Gang or Bam Bam. So mm-hmm. I know there was a, quite a few that I didn't acquire in my lifetime. Like, the, you, know, the, you know, the black card editions, I don't know if I ever got any of those. That's, I think, when the LGN stopped getting them. But, you know, I never had the Ultimate Warrior, the Rick Rude, or any of the, you know, the Demoli- you know, Demolition Acts or the Powers of Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I definitely had my, my collection. And, you know, I wish I knew what, I, you know, I probably gave them away. I probably had my grandmother give them away. I don't remember. You know, there was a, you know, I went from there. We obviously, everybody transitioned from the LJNs to the, to the Hasbros and then, you know, right. on and on. But, you know, like I said, those, when you come to talk about, you know, the golden era of wrestling, those uh, action figures, without a doubt, have to be the greatest and always going to stand the test of time with uh, true collectors. Danny, it's great to, to talk to you. I was hoping I'd get to talk to you last time, so I'm excited you called this time. But I'm want, I wanted to ask you and Jay both, um, 
Danny, your son, uh, Lucas, if I remember right, is totally into wrestling and, and golden era wrestling. What does he think of your, of LJN figures? And, Jay, what do your boys think of LJN figures? I think your youngest does a little more into wrestling, if I'm not mistaken, Jay. Yeah, I'll let Danny answer first, and then I'll follow up. Uh, you know, he uh, Lucas loves vintage stuff. Um, he definitely, and you know, he enjoys the product overall, even now. But, you know, I think he actually gets more of a kick out of, you know, the 80s and the 90s era, you know, where I, when I grew up. Um, as far as the, you know, as far as, you know, action figures concerned, you know, I, I kind of acquired, you know, begin, began reacquiring my collection because of him. And, uh, you know, little by little, I'll go to, you know, collectible shows. I would take them with me, uh, you know, in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. I uh, I think, you know, Tommy, I don't know if Tommy's uh, ever talked about it, but every, uh used to be every first Saturday or Sunday of the month, there'll be a, a collectible show at uh, either the, P, the PAL or the Firehouse where, you know, you will uh, from time to time acquire some of these LJNs, some of, you know, some of the Hasbro, so... Slowly but surely, I would uh, pick up one or two there, and you know some of them would be in pretty, pretty damn good condition. I would say um, so. He uh, kind of took a liking to the the LGNs, and you know the first time I ever visited Tommy's store, you know the first thing that he went for was uh, you know Tommy LGNs, his collection. He has them in a box, um, a loose, you know loose, you know loose set, of, you know loose set figures in a box, and. He, that's the first place he went to was for the LJN. So I guess, you know, I don't know if he gravitated to it or the figures had him, you know, they gravitated to him or vice versa. So he uh, took a liking to the LJNs and then, you know, the Hasbro's came along, but he definitely enjoys the LJNs that I uh, grew up, uh, you know, enjoying collecting. And, you know, like I said, just had a blast with them. And, you know, always, uh, it's always just a great uh, near and dear conversation uh, of my youth. Awesome. Yeah, and my boys are very similar. So I have a my oldest just turned 15 less than a week ago on Sunday was his 15th, his golden birthday. And then I have a 10-year-old. The 10-year-old is much more into wrestling, and he loves toys still, and he loves action figures, and he absolutely loves uh, my loose LJNs. And he has since he was very young. And uh, as a proud dad, I can say he can name probably 98, 99% of the figures by name and these are guys he doesn't really see, you know, in the product today, but he's, he's seen old video footage of them. He hears me talk about them. He can name them, and he's liked them ever since he was young. And I think it is because these figures are bigger than any other action figure line he has. And they're huge. They're, they're colorful. They're durable. Uh, he can wrap his whole hand around them. And so I think that's the beauty of this line. If you're a young kid, these action figures are absolutely huge. They're much bigger uh, than the G.I. Joes that I grew up playing with. They're much bigger uh, than even the He-Man figures I grew up playing with, and they're much bigger than the Hasbros. And so I think that's what attracts a young kid is your eyes light up because these things, when you're young, are larger than life, just like the superstars were. And so, yeah, my 10-year-old, my youngest son, absolutely loves the LGN line. Anytime I'm lucky enough to get a new figure off of eBay, he will help open up the package He'll, he'll dunk it in the sink with some soap, and he'll help clean it up and get it ready to join the others uh, in the bin there. And so, yeah, it's just a fun line to kind of share nostalgia with your kids with. Very cool. Very cool indeed. 
Well, Danny, thank you for kicking off the conversation, man. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. And, yeah, I remember you standing in that Breath Hitman heart line. I, I, to be quite honest with you, I feel bad. I should have tagged in and I should have held your spot in line for some of that so you could have walked around with your family and maybe picked up some figures yourself. It, it was, like I said, it's all good, uh, Jumper J. You know, like I said, it was uh, worth the wait. Like I said, hopefully, uh, you know, this coming year I'll be, you know, probably plan ahead more and try to get there a, a, a tad bit earlier and, uh, you know, uh, you know, get to actually enjoy the vendors and just, you know, get to meet more of the superstars. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I know I, you guys got on the calls, but, like, you know, we talk about the LJN line. I just – there's some things that I wish, you know, I, I acquired. And, you know, but I always wish that, you know, you had – you know, obviously when they came out with the figures, you had Hogan – you know, Hogan had his title. You had the tag team sets that came with the mm-hmm. with the tag titles. But you know, one thing they 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 should have they never did it. They never made a, a ice you know IC uh, f- title for the figures. I I think they they should have you know did that. That would have been a, a tremendous uh, collectible. Uh, you know, the classic uh, IC belt, even the old uh, school one, the green strap that uh, Valentine had with uh, Santana mm-hmm. would have sufficed, but. That's what I think. That's one minor little omission that they. Uh, I wish that they never left out. Yeah, totally. You can get some uh, really cool ones on eBay. There's uh, you know several sellers that make ones that uh, uh, are like uh, Velcro attaching that that look more like the actual WWE WWF belts. But I hear you. It would have been cool back in the day to have some that came with the figures as well. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, guys, uh, you guys have a tremendous uh, weekend. It's a pleasure to you know talk to both you guys. Uh, you know, Brian, I I think your podcast is amazing. You know, you're talking about you know LJN figures, you do a tremendous job on on that as well as you know your uh, your '80s wrestling fan page. You know the, the the you know the work that you do with those bringing those figures back to life. I'm telling you, it's a tremendous uh, skill and a passion that you have for it. I you know tip my hat off to you. And it was just a recre- making your own recreations and just uh, restoring life to what, what was such a tremendous uh, time in, uh, during our youth. Really appreciate that, Danny. Thank you so much for calling in this week. It was a joy talking to you. All right, guys, uh, you take care, and uh, always a pleasure. Hey, take you care, too, Danny. Danny. Thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, the great conversation happening with LJN Action Figures. This is the big rubber figure line that uh, came out in the early to mid-80s, uh, lasted through, I think, 89 was the black card edition of the figures that Danny was referencing. And he brought up the, the topic of championship belts, Brian. And as long as I have you, before we jump into the next call, I have one LJN uh, belt that came with a figure I got off of eBay. It's the brown one, which makes me think it's, it's one half of the tag team uh, championships, and I know that Hogan came with another belt. Uh, I believe maybe it was a, a darker color, maybe a black color belt for Hogan to represent the world uh, championship. And so I'm just wondering between the world championship and the tag team, what are the differences between the belt? And so between the tag team and the world championship, Brian, other than the color of the strap, is there any difference to those two belts in the LJN line? There's not, other than brown and black. And then there are um, there are a couple that have two notches that were included on a couple of different figures. So most of them just have one notch that attaches at the back. But uh, there are 
there were a couple figures that came with two notches that came out a little later on. But yeah, the brown and the black, what, as far as what they look like from the front, that's uh, that's basically all they had. So they're they're much more like the big green belt that uh, Hulk won from Iron Sheik, as far as having the uh, the big circular um, title uh, on the front and then having little name plates on the sides. They only have four on each side, whereas uh, the the belt when Hulk won it had five on each side. Um, but yeah, they're they're basically the same thing, just black or brown. Simple. And so I do have one half of the take team champions, and so I should look at adding uh, another take team strap and then getting that world championship for Hogan. And accessories with LGNs is a whole other conversation because I have a lot of figures, uh, but I'm missing a lot of their accessories. And so that's something else that a collector would be eyeing up in order to get the complete set. Up next on the Wrestling Collector Slam line is a good friend of babyface brian it's matt from boston matt good morning sir welcome to the conversation oh good morning gentlemen and and i gotta tell you some things sometimes things just line up perfectly and and the pivot this morning was just a welcome surprise and i'll tell you why because um i had my top 10 list i i did my show prep and I got scheduled for a for a work conference call at the exact time that this show is on. And I, I said to myself, I don't care. I'm doing it. I just hope I don't have to talk on my work call when I get when my name gets called on the on the show here. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out how to make this work. Um and and I you know, I I, I, I opened Instagram, I saw the I saw the topic and I'm like, Wow, okay. Now I 1,000% have to figure out how to juggle two simultaneous calls because, uh, you know, like I said in the previous LJN episode, <laughs> my number one toy, big fan of, you know, obviously Babyface Brian. Um, and then my call got canceled about five minutes before the top of the oh. hour. And I was like, wow, everything <laughs> just aligns. And uh, and so that was perfect. That was perfect. So, um, happy you know it's a happy day when things can can all kind of go right and and line up for you which doesn't happen too often so that was a, a pleasant surprise all the way around in the last hour for me so so you're saying we're not um, on the other line with with china or anything no no i you know and and you know it was one of those calls where it's like i i know i'm going to have to talk but i i think my portion portion is going to be later in the hour so i really i thought i could make this work and i was going to do it but you know here we are. Everything fell into place. So, you know, I'll take I'll take the W and 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 just chalk it up to you know some some good luck here. The only thing that would have made it better for, on my end is if you were still on that work call and you lost track of who was on what line and you started sharing your LJN facts with with your business associates. That would have put a smile on my face. So so Jay, yeah, thanks for that. Um, I, I I I refer to situations like that as resume generating events. Um, I, I should just go update my resume if I if I were to if I were to blunder the two calls like that. That's true. Very well said. Yeah. So LJNs. Obviously, I'm a huge lover. I'm gonna. I, I want to share a, a quick story. Um, this will be my contribution today. Is you know I, I, my favorite toy of all time. I I couldn't tell you how many I had. It certainly wasn't all of them. I was missing a few, um, but I had most of them. And, you know, at one point as I got older, I, I stumbled upon the, the WCW original San Francisco Toymakers um, figures that kind of 
were a ripoff of the LJNs, quite frankly. Um, the, they were big rubber. They were slightly bigger, if I remember, but all of a sudden I could have dream matches, and the figures kind of worked, right? I could have Hogan and Vader and, and, and Sting and Macho or whatever. And so that was amazing. And I had all these figures, and I, you know, time goes on. I, I get older. I go to college. And this is late 90s, mid to late 90s. And the Internet explodes. eBay becomes a thing. I come home one semester from, from college, and I'm looking for my wrestlers, and I can't find them. Mm-hmm. And I'll cut to the chase. You know, my, my, my younger brother by six years, so he's middle or middle school at this point, he caught the fever, and he sold every one of my freaking LJ, sorry, oh, every one of my no. LJ on eBay uh, because he, was, he, uh, he, he had the money fever. And I, I lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. Not only, not only was I so distraught, I didn't. I never even saw a penny of whatever he got for those things. Um, and so, and so, Danny, you know, I think he, he mentioned he couldn't remember what happened a lot, or he doesn't know what happened to a lot of them. I will forever be burned into my brain what happened to mine. Um, and you know, there's a lot of stories out there like my mom threw them away or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was so avoidable and so unnecessary, um, but you know, in the end, I, I, I forgave him and I, I tried to let it go. There'll be a little piece that I, I, I never let go of, but um, yeah, that that's still painful to think about to this day for me. Well, Matt, you got I, a couple from me, and then you probably collected a few um, from eBay and stuff since then. So, how many do you have now? Yeah, yeah. So, so. Great question, um, and and again, your your repaints are are amazing, and so so everybody understands. I, you know, I I asked Brian. I said, hey, you know, Savage Steamboat WrestleMania three was like everyone I think has like a moment, right? And for me, that was my match and my moment where it all changed, and wrestling and figures and everything became larger than life and and big for me. And I said, I'd love a I'd love a Steamboat and Savage in their WrestleMania three colors and attire. And, of course, Brian's like, no problem. I got you. Um, and when they show up, wouldn't you know it, he, he's got a classic IC title um, strap on Macho. Mm. And, and it's, you know, there's no way he knew this. There's no way you knew this, Brian. But my favorite classic IC or my favorite IC is the red logo, um, the, the pre-honky-tonk IC title. You and or, me both. Let me, let, me, let me correct that. It's, it, was the, it was the one that – Honky had, but then was replaced at the main event '88. Um, yes, and and I, you know, I, I was like, man, what a guy! You know, he threw in this classic IC. It just happens to be my favorite version of the classic IC. These figures look amazing. Um, I don't have too many more. Um, you know, I'll I'll be honest. Um, my my wife puts up with a lot. I I don't know, I don't know how I would get away with. Uh, if LJN started showing up randomly in the mail, I mean, she's, she's great, um, but they're not cheap. Right. Especially, you know, I, I've kind of turned and I like the carded ones and I, I spent a little, I got a Hogan carded, I got a Bobby the brain. And then, you know, I kind of slowed down. So, I, so I don't have too many, but the thing I keep going back to is, you know, the loose ones are probably in, in, within range. I could probably, I could probably start there. Um, so, so I don't have a huge collection. I have the I have the memories of what I had that was just ripped out from under me, um, but man, I love this topic. I love the LJNs. I, 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 you know, 
having we will say having those dream matches with the with the WCW San Francisco Toymaker figures was was wild. But um, I don't know, Brian, did you ever dabble in those at all? Just merely because they were the same size and, and type of figure. I didn't, so uh, I pretty much got out of collecting around um, eighty, either late eighty-seven or early eighty-eight. So I uh, I didn't have any of the series five or series six uh, figures myself. Uh, and then when I talked to a couple of other guys, they were thinking out here in California that they may not have even shipped the eighty-eight line t- too much of uh, of California. So that might have had something to do with it as well. But yeah, by the time the OS FTM. Uh, uh, figures started coming out. I was I was done collecting, so I I haven't gotten to check those out in person, and I and I didn't get to enjoy uh, uh, cross promotion wars between WCW and WWF. Was that wasn't something I got to enjoy? So that's pretty cool that you did. And my favorite match of all time is Steamboat uh, Savage. So yeah, that's uh, uh, that pair is a, a set that's near and dear to me. I also made myself a WrestleMania three steamboat, but I still have to make myself a, uh, a WrestleMania three savage. So one of these days. Nice. And so I got one last question for you guys. Um, in the collecting world, do you, do you find there's, there are carded collectors and loose collectors or is there a lot of crossover? Do they, do they mainly stay separate or what, what do you guys see? I'm, I'm just more curious than anything. Well, on the on the show that I do, I've I've had eleven guests, and uh, and yeah, most people they mix it a little bit, but usually people will be pretty heavily slanted one way or the other. Like somebody might have ninety percent of their collection is carded, where they don't open it up, and ten percent is loose, or vice versa. You know, like me, I'm vice versa. It's like probably ninety eight percent loose, and a couple percent carded. I don't have any carded LJNs. I have. Uh, you know, a few that are still in the package of the, the Mattel figures and stuff. And uh, I think Jay might be uh, a mixture of both as well as far as uh, loose and carded figures. Yeah, and to be honest with you, even though I'm only seven figures shy of having all the the figures for LGNs, I hesitate to even call myself a collector because I, I don't display them. I don't... I don't show them off. They're just kind of, I just like having them uh, and I like knowing where they are and I like being able to go look at them. I have, of all the figures I have, they're all loose. I do have three carded LJNs and it's not that I intentionally went and spent a ton of money on carded LJNs. It's that I bought them so long ago on eBay that they were like too ridiculously good of a price to pass up type thing. And so I have three on cards. It's Hillbilly Jim, Don Morocco, um, and Captain Lou Albano. But I also have those figures loose. And so I don't know what I'll do with the carded ones. Like I said, they're not, for, they're not displayed anywhere. But I'm also the type of guy who I don't plan on ever selling any of my wrestling stuff. And so my kids will be left with having to deal with them once I'm off, uh, off of this earth. But, uh, yeah, I'm mostly a loose guy when it comes to LGNs, basically because of the price. I'm not spending a ton of money on these figures. I will go a long span of time before adding a figure to my collection just because I just want to get it at the absolutely best price. And so I'll wait and pay as least amount of money as I can to add a loose figure to my collection. Nice. Nice. And so I'm so glad you called in, Matt. It was great to talk to you again, my friend. Yeah, same here, Brian. Love love everything you do. I'm I'm a little I'm a little backlogged on your podcast because I've been ripping through the past episodes of this one, incidentally. So I'm gonna catch up soon. Uh, 
but great stuff there. Great stuff with your repaints. Gentlemen, great conversation and great topic as always. Glad glad you could uh, let me in on, on a little piece of it. Thank you, Take man. Care, Matt. Thanks again. Be good, boys. Uh, yeah. All right, before we jump into the next call, Ryan, it, you know, Matt shared that story of his brother selling his figures all these years ago on eBay. The price of Ouch. figures has drastically went up. And so he probably, you know, he probably should have held on to him. And if he would sell them today, he probably would have got a better return on his money. <laughs> Although Matt probably wouldn't let him sell it today. Talk about you kind of, you're, you're getting these rep- these figures that you're repainting. And so you're obviously bringing in inventory. What have you noticed about the value or the price of LJNs in the last few years? Oh, uh, when I started getting, uh, so I had 40 growing up from the eighties and then in 2015, 2016, I started, you know, filling out the line and, and, uh, only a few of them were over a hundred bucks back then. Um, the the carded or not the card but the the series six from Grand Toys of Canada the Sergeant Slaughter Hasbro none of those that I got were more than 160 I think was the highest point which would have been the uh, the Sergeant Slaughter uh, now here we are 2023 so seven eight years after I finished uh, completing the line nowadays if you got a Sergeant Slaughter that's got real nice paint uh, like mine you're probably looking at five six hundred bucks. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, instead of being 120 bucks in 2015, 2016, if you get a decent one, you might be looking three to 500 bucks. So just the prices of a lot of these rare figures has shot up tremendously in even the last seven, eight years. And even in the last uh, several months, um, a lot of these figures have gone up quite a bit. So uh, there's still a lot of the Series 1, Series 2, Series 3 that you can find um, with decent paint for a decent price. But, yeah, the rare ones in particular, even Vince McMahon, to get a decent Vince McMahon, it's like 150 bucks, is what I'm seeing on Vince McMahon. Or the Killer Bees, you might spend over 100 bucks to get a good set of Killer Bees. Or 200 bucks would be a good price to get a Heart Foundation set that has nice paint. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, the prices have definitely gone up um, in the, the last several years. And, uh, you know, it's something where I, I wonder at what point it's going to turn the corner and the desirability will go down as uh, as there's less and less of us out there looking for them. Uh, but we'll, I guess we'll eventually find out if we're lucky. Well, with that being said, I've already shared that I, don't, I have zero plans of selling any of my LJNs. You have a collection. Do you foresee yourself at one point saying, I've got enough enjoyment out of these, I'm going to pass them along, and do you ever see you selling off some of your figures? Or are you a, a holder on to them for the rest of your life as well? I'll, I'll hold on to uh, most of most everything, and then uh, you know, leading into a different topic of Swedish death cleaning. At some point, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> a, a a thing that they do in Sweden where they decide at a point that they need to start getting rid of possessions so their loved ones don't have to deal with them when they die. So I don't know right. how many years till I start doing that, but uh, you know, somewhere down the road. The wrestling figures will probably be one of the last things that uh, go to the Swedish death cleaning. There you go. Well said. Uh, And it might be a perfect transition because the next gentleman uh, probably has his share of things around his house that will have to be gone through at some point, too, because he's a huge collector, huge friend of the show, super nice guy. It's time, Brian, that we visit the firehouse. It's time for Firefighter Brian. Brian, good morning, sir. Welcome to part two of the LJN show. 
Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Very well, sir. Great, Brian. How are you doing? Good, good, good. You know, let, let me just say quick, listen, hey, get me wrong. I, I think what uh, Tommy's reason for not being here this morning, 100% true. I think there's two other reasons for him not being here. Number one, after what happened with both our uh, teams last Sunday, he's afraid to come on because he's worried about what's going to happen week eight, a week from Sunday when our teams <laughs> play each other. Okay. Number two, because Babyface sells Tommy's product better than Tommy does, let's be honest. Okay? All right? I mean, Jesus, I don't even Tommy was anticipating all these free plugs, okay? Um, well, let's let's talk about the elephant in the corner of the room. You know, uh, Jay, you know who your team is playing Monday night, right? You know, off the top of my head, I don't. I'm a, I'm a casual Tell Vikings them, fan baby, at baby. best. Tell them, Brian. Tell them, Brian. Uh, Who's get, he playing? They're going to play Brock Purdy and the 49ers, who are looking to oh, rebound from a, uh, a rough baby loss. Baby faces team. All right. Yeah. So, so you mean, know what I said? Cool I, think about, yeah. should, I think the two of you should make a bet, and, and if the Vikings lose, Babyface takes your spot next week, Jay. Oh no, no! Jay runs the show. Take, he has the uh, the switchboard. <laughs> I could still well, do yeah. the switch. I could still do the switchboard side. I just wouldn't have to be on the microphone. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. So it's, the Forty ers are five and one. It looks like, and my Vikings are two and four. And so um, I'm assuming the Forty ers are going to go over on that one. Oh, it'd yeah, be a point spread. It'd be a point spread thing where if it's a ten point favorite with the Forty ers that's how we'd have to do it. But but yeah, we'll. Uh, I, I I can't bet my friend Jay on something like that. That would be uh, <laughs> that would be rough. Yep. And I'm glad that my team lost. Now they got all the pressure taken off. They know what it's like there to you lose. Go. They can uh, they can go on and uh, and finish the quest for six. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, they don't call them baby face for nothing. That's for sure. And uh, so that's uh, that that's that's good. And. Um, I wanted to, uh, what was I going to say? I figured that would be uh, quite interesting. But, yeah, Jay, if I were you, I probably wouldn't take the bet either. But uh, I, I do hey, – the, the Jets the Jets took a, uh, took the other undefeated team out, so congratulations on that. Oh, God, somehow. That was just crazy. That was just crazy. They, uh, they're a second-half of their second-half football team. That's pretty much what they are. So, uh, you know, it was a hell of a, uh, hell of a job. And, uh, you know, uh, love them or hate them, my team's a lot better than people give them credit for. So I'm uh, very proud of the way my team has uh, has played. And um, with that, um, as far as the, – let me ask you, Jay, this uh, app you were talking about on uh, – yeah. with the figure, what's it called again? So it's on, da, da, da. let me search up on my phone. It's called WWF Edition. And so what I did is I went to the App Store on my iPhone and I typed in LJN and I right. searched it and it's called, oh, it's called Collector, WWF LJN Edition. It's a free app. It has some ads that you can get rid of for 99 cents, but it has all the figures shown on their cards based on series. And you can just tap on the ones you have and it kind of highlights them. Uh, and so it just kind of is a way to track your collection and see what figures you have and what figures you still need. 
Uh, yeah, I got it right here. I just installed it. Very good. Yeah, yeah I'm actually a little old school in that regard. I have a uh, – I don't remember if I brought it uh, the day I met you guys at the store, but I got a book about the size of a dictionary. It's a wrestling figure checklist. It's a book of every wrestling figure ever made. And um, I'm nowhere near filling the book. But I've gotten quite a bit done, accomplished in the past two and a half years. Now, now you said both, both of you, most of your collection is uh, is loose. Mm-hmm. Okay, me, like I said last time we talked, you know, I, I collected the LJNs, then the Hasbro's, um, then you know my mother got rid of them. I mean, they weren't worth a piece of shit anyway. And then you know, uh, you know, after she passed away about you know two and a half years ago. I started getting, I don't know if one had something to do with the other, but I started getting the itch again. And I started collecting the LJNs and the Hasbros. And I'm collecting everything, ECW, WCW, Impact, whatever I can get. And um, and you'll appreciate this, Jay, uh, going back what uh, uh what Matt from Boston said. Okay, how he says how he doesn't know how his wife puts up with him. I'd like to know which wife puts up with more crap. Because I have like thirty totes in the house, and I said to my to my wife, uh, my birthday is December seventh. So I said to her, "Is if you're looking for any birthday Christmas presents, go to the wrestling collector in uh, in Queens." And she immediately cut off and said, "I am not getting you any figures. <laughs> Forget it." Forget it. So listen, just a suggestion. If you're looking at no, no, I don't care if I can't think of anything. You're not getting more figures, at least not from me. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, fabulous. I got the picture with the uh, baby face. I'm sure you, uh, you know, you listen to all the episodes. I got, as I said last week, I got the picture of us with Brett framed in the living room. And the picture of uh, her getting hugged by Sarge in the living room. So, hey, listen, if I never get a figure from her, that's good enough for me. So, uh, now, uh, well, one thing about the LJMs, okay, um, and, and I want to uh, get your opinion on this. Here's the thing with the LJMs. Now, you guys say you have all your figures loose. How many of the accessories do you still have for those figures? So I have them all except for I have a uh, nightstick for the big boss man that's from a different line but still fits uh, very well, and, and you wouldn't be able to tell unless you had the actual one right next to it. So uh, luckily I do have all the accessories, unlike, unlike Jay. Well, I have, I have some of the key ones. Like I have Damien the snake. I have him for Jake the Snake Roberts. I have the crown. Uh, for Harley Race, my Elizabeth does have her skirt still. Um, I have the hat for Outback Jack. I do not have uh, the guitar for the Honky Tonk Man. I wish I had the guitar. Um, and then I just picked up the figure that I added just this week. is a very nice, he's in very good condition, Hacksaw Jim Duggan loose, but no 2 by 4 uh, for him. Right. So I'm missing some of the key accessories, but I, I am thankful that I do have a few of them. That's uh, that's that's cool. Cause the reason I asked, when we were kids, those accessories we knew wasn't long before those things went missing. Okay, for whatever reason, those things always the accessories, no matter what they were, always disappeared. And uh, whether it be you know Piper's kilt, 
JYD's chain, Mr. Fuji's mm-hmm. cane, whatever. Um, but the other thing was, we would be playing within just days. The paint would start wearing off. But uh, but you know, it, 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 those these figures. I mean, that they, they are timeless. You know, they um, they 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 are immortal. I mean, they really were. They might not have literally been the first wrestling figure, but for so many of us. It's really where it all started, not only with our wrestling figure collection, but with this toy collection. And um, I have, uh, in, I would say, in my collection, uh, my, uh, you know, again, this is over two and a half years, but I got the, uh, I got both variants of Piper with the red boots and the mar- maroon boots. And the maroon boots I have signed by Piper. Um, I got wow. the beefcake signed. I got the Greg Valentine signed. Uh, both Jimmy Hart's, with or without the megaphone, both signed. Um, Outback Jack signed. I got the Haku and and Hacksaw Jim Duggan black card, both signed. Uh, cost me an arm and a leg and everything in between, but I got them signed. Um and then, you know, I got Bob Orton signed, uh, Tito Santana. Well, I showed mine to Tito Santana. He couldn't believe it. It was like he uh, just opened up, uh, you know, just saw the second coming of Christ. He said, how much did you spend on that? And I just said, a lot. But I got the Jake Roberts signed. And uh, one thing I'm very proud of, I got the uh, in the box. I found it a few months ago, um, the, uh, the ring in the box. In mm. superb condition. And, uh, you know, so uh, as far as, you know, me selling this stuff, I mean, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you guys, uh, Tommy will appreciate this story. I'm sure he's going to hear the, uh, the episode. The day I met Kay, it was about a year and a half ago, it was around January, February of, uh, what is it, 23 of 22, okay? And he had Outback Jack, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Max Payne, who's a really nice guy if you ever get the opportunity. And uh and Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, remember him? How's that for a doozy? So um and that was my first time going out there to the wrestling collector. Um I got a link on my Instagram, I'm like, you know what, I got the figure. Who knows when Outback Jack will be around again. You know, he's got a uh, for those who know he's got a prosthetic leg, you know, he's legally blind. So, you know, who, who knows? You know, we're not getting any younger. So, uh, I said, why the hell not? So I drove out there and I put the figure on the table and like the whole room stood still. Okay. Because nobody could believe that I have this figure that all day, nobody came with a loose figure, let alone a, an MLC and, um, put it down and ace darling, uh, ISPW legend, hall of famer, he was there, and he said, take a picture of him signing it. That way, if you sell it one day, you'll be a, uh, you know, you got proof that he signed it. I said, I'm not signing anything. The only time I sell this stuff is if, uh, you know, I'm in serious financial peril. And he said, you might not, but your kids might. So you can't do it for mm. your kids. So, uh, but, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm getting, so, uh, it's just becoming... As my wife said at the convention, this is a sick addiction, Brian. So I might have to sell some stuff uh, <laughs> at, some, at some point just to make some room 
you know, in the attic and all that. But uh, no, this has been it's been a lot of fun with the uh, with the collection. And um, I'll just say uh, before I go, I will, I will say I love the LJNs. Again, they had their issues with the paint, with the accessories. Hasbro's Hasbro's were great. But the plastic was so freaking cheap, it would break almost immediately. You know, they, they, they broke very easily. Um, what my favorite, I would say my favorite figure line in the history of wrestling figures might be the classic Superstars mm. uh, line, which was a huge hit. People collect them to their uh, Facebook groups on classic Superstars alone. I thought it was a very good line. I thought it was very well detailed. The articulation was very good. But also they dived in to figures. Who would, who would ever thought we'd see a Chief J. Strongbow, Johnny Rods, somebody like that. And uh, and I've been screaming for them to do guys like Mantar, uh, Max Moon, Damian Demento, uh, Aldo Montoya, so on and so forth. You know, I mean, they've, uh, Mattel, they've, Got inside a little bit. Red Rooster, the Goon, uh, Zodiac. They're coming out with a gobbledygooker figure that looks just superb. But um, I hope they uh, they do more of that. Uh, what, what, what do you what do you what do you guys think, Brian? What did you think about what I said about about the paint? Oh yeah, you had to be uh, a lot of my. I knew some guys that traded paint with their figures a lot more than mine. I was a lot more careful, so mine did pretty well. And I'll give you a hint or a tip. Uh, check out the wrestling figure. It's called wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. There's a guy named Together, and he has pretty much any wrestling figure that you could think of. You can type in the name and see all the different uh, lines. It's a very comprehensive website for people that don't aren't able to find the book that you have, and it's up to date. He uh, has the, the latest stuff on there, too. So wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. As a, a site that any figure collector should check out, they can see all the figures that you just talked about. Uh, one, I know exactly what you're talking about, Brian. I go on there all the time. You are 100 percent right. It really is one of the. I mean, you know, I hate comparing anything to the Bible, but it really is uh, an important uh, tool for a wrestling figure correct uh, collector. 100 percent. You know, the book I have is great. Thing is, I bought it in uh, what's the year on this thing? It's a 2021 edition, and already it's a little bit dated. So well, that's the problem with books, you know. So, um, but but let me let me just ask you before we go, Brian. Um, you know, that not only with the LJM line, but so many other lines that talk about variants, and nobody seemed to see some of these variants. Are a lot of these variants like the Macho Man? There's one uh, with purple tights, pink tights, and 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 no stars. Um, Corporal Kirshner without the beard, with the beard, with the stubble. Do these things really exist, or are these? Uh, have you come across any of these? Like there's a Jesse Ventura with the blonde mustache, with the brown mustache, with this, with that. You know, with uh, have you seen yeah. these? Yeah, I have most of them. So, yep. Oh, okay. So, they, so there's a few I don't have, but yep, I've got most of the variants, and and they're uh, it's cool to it's cool to check them out. So, uh, 
Absolutely. I don't know why they I don't know why they exist, but that they exist is that it always leaves that there's something out there to collect if because it's it's rare for anybody to have the uh, B Brian Blair that doesn't have stripes on his uh, on his trunks. You know, there's some really rare ones out there. Well, well, listen, they made them, but they made the variants so people could spend more money. I mean, that's really why they did it. I mean, it's been, I mean, you know, we think that's a new thing, but as we see right here, this is going on for nearly 40 years now. And, yeah, they, uh, I think they were made in all these different factories, and so just uh, different factories might have, uh, you know, some of them have put the stubble on Kirshner, and some of them painted in that stubble with a beard, so who knows why they made the changes and when they made them, and I doubt they made them so that uh, 40 years later we could uh, be hunting them down, but, but who knows? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you know what, it's fun. I will say, um, you know, later on, Brian, later in the day, I'll hit you up on your uh, on your uh, Twitter page, excuse me, X page. Um, and yeah, because I'd like to uh, if, yeah, have you send me a picture of the two different Macho Mans, because I got two Macho Mans MOC. And you can't figure out if they're pink or purple. So, uh, so yeah, I'll hit you up later. We'll uh, take it from there. But, uh, yeah, guys, so listen, it was uh, great talking to you guys as always. I'm sure you got some other callers. And it was uh, good talking to you guys. And I will, uh, Jay, I'll hopefully see you next week. And, uh, <laughs> Brian, hey, one thing about you, Brian, uh, where, you know, when, when the show starts, it's 10 a.m., Eastern time, so it's 7 a.m. Eastern time, uh, Pacific time, where you are, and you're always up and the first to call. So, uh, you know, very passionate fan right here. And uh, so, listen, gentlemen, have a good one, and I will uh, talk to you next week, I hope. Take care, Sounds good, firefighter. Thank you so much. All right, babyface, since I have you on the line and you are an avid collector and you know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to LJNs, I would love to know your opinion on a couple of figures. Now, one of the great things about LJN is they all come in these different poses. And if you're playing with these figures, there are some poses that are significantly better than others. And so I would love to know, from playability standpoint, which pose do you think is the best? Which action figure do you think is the best pose for playability? Probably Junkyard Dog or Hulk Hogan. Both of those guys, uh, you know, Junkyard Dog can get down on all fours and give a headbutt, or he can do a body slam, power slam to just about anybody. Hulk can slam just about anybody. So uh, those are, you know, a couple of the better poses. A lot of people don't like the bent knees on Hulk, but, uh, uh, I'm okay with his ability to slam people, and, and JYD, I'd, I'd probably give the top slot. And then Rick Rude would probably be the worst. With, That's uh, where I was going like, next. Look, I wanted to know your, yeah, your worst you, pose. Yeah, if you look close at him, though, you'll see that the thumbs are actually tucked into the tights. So I think he's about to rip those off and reveal Cheryl Roberts' tights underneath. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> my feeling. <laughs> very very yeah. good point. Um Another thing that bothered me with these, with certain figures when I was younger is, let's say, I think it's the Jesse Ventura, for example, and the axe from Demolition. They're making the bicep pose with one arm, but their fist is turned outward rather than inward. Did that ever catch your eye as being kind of awkward or, or no? 
Yeah, it's definitely like a, you know, a, a pose more than a move type of thing. So uh, with Jesse, it makes more sense than with Axe. I feel like Axe would be ready to fight, whereas uh, Jesse would be more in the uh, posing before the match type of deal. So it doesn't bother me too much, but uh, okay. I hear what you're saying for sure. And then the other thing I'd like to get your opinion on is there are you're, – you're a guy who will take – old figures you you breathe new life into them by giving them a nice shiny new paint job and you do fantastic work i own a couple of your repaints and they are superb my question is on some of the original releases there's some that i feel miss the mark on the original paint job or maybe for as as much as their sculpts look like them there are some that just left question marks i know one of them for me is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, in his release, he's just wearing single-color black trunks that don't really capture uh, the, the kind of tights that I was used to seeing him in. The other one that I know strikes people as odd as is the 89 release of the Warlord. For as great of a figure it is and how the likeness looks like him, he's wearing the short-style trunks, where at this time he's maybe more known for wearing long-pants-type trunks tights when he's part of the powers of pain are there any of the representations that you feel they really missed the mark on well the the steamboat one being a 1986 figure i think they got pictures from late 85 like the wrestling classic i want to say he's wearing those uh black tights and the uh the uh, boots that are more they look more like slippers than boots so you know it's just the uh, production of getting the picture and and the time it takes. Uh, Warlord, I almost wonder if they knew that he was going to turn to a singles career and, and said, put them in these trunks instead of the tights. Mm. But who knows? But yeah, I can I can live with all of them. They're just, uh, you know, I would have liked to have uh, newer gear on Brutus Beefcake also. But again, when he came out in 85, sure. he was, and they gave him uh, tights that were more like WrestleMania one tights than they did mm -hmm. the WrestleMania two. But it's like, yeah, that they, they have to have probably a, a couple months at least to, to design and, and get them built and then ship them out. So it probably took a good six months before they hit shelves. There's some hit and some miss. I would have liked Kamala's uh, skirt to be filled in on the, uh, on the bottom of it instead of just blank, <laughs> you know, but uh, that, that's one I've done a few of where I paint that part in and that makes a nice difference. Yeah, that's that's we've talked about that before. I don't think we talked about it on the episode, but I think just off the air we've talked about how yeah, when you repaint Kamala, you fill in that space in there, which just seems to kind of complete it. Um, and I understand why they didn't. I mean, you know, um, save paint, save whatever. So and, and and the LGNs, they usually, if I'm not mistaken, would paint the figure the primary color of what the most dominant color that's going to be on the figure. So honky tonk man wears that blue jumpsuit. So I believe he's made out of like a blue dyed rubber. And so that if you start peeling away the paint, he'll actually be a blue figure underneath because that's the predominant color. When you're repainting an old figure, do you follow that same style or do you paint each section, the specific color that it needs to be painted? So there are a few figures in the 88, like Ted DiBiase, Slick, One Man Gang, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Honky Tonk mm -hmm. Band, where the, the hunk of rubber, they decided to go with the dominant color. 
pretty much all the other ones, it's uh, the skin color that they used and they painted the clothes on them. So when I've done uh, Slick as a repaint and a Honky Tonk Man as a repaint, uh, yeah, those I have to paint in. The, all of the skin I have to do over again, which uh, uh, with both of those figures, there's, you know, it's just their hands and their faces, so it's not that big a deal. But um, but yeah, usually it's something where I can take some acetone and some cotton rounds and get all the paint removed on a figure and and just do the gear. But yeah, with uh, some of those 1988 figures where you're having to do the skin, also it's it's definitely more work. All right, so I'm we're at the point of the show where we're kind of rounding towards home base, and so I want to reveal to you the seven figures that I need to complete my collection. And then I'm going to send you two photos, a front and the back of the Hacksaw Jim Duggan that I just added to my collection. And I want to get your opinion live on the air uh, if I pay the size for it. That's okay with you. We'll see if I got, if I got <laughs> sure. hosed or, or if I snagged something on eBay. Uh, either way, I'm happy with them. It's one more to add to the collection. And the nice thing is we live in an age where you can get – so I'm missing the two-by-four. But if you go on eBay, you can either track down the original 2x4 and, and pay a pretty penny for it, or with 3D printing and with mold making, there are people that send out, that, that make replicas of these things. And my collection is not going in a museum. I'm not expected to make millions of dollars someday when, I, when I, my collection gets sold by my children. This is just for my own purposes. So I'm more than okay with a replica 2x4 in my Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So I'll add that at some point. But the seven figures that I am still needing to collect or to finish my collection, excuse me, I'll go from the earliest series to the latest. I still need an Andre the Giant short hair, blue trunks, which I don't think is going to be too hard to get. I think if I went on eBay, I could probably track down a blue trunk, short hair, Andre the Giant. Um, may, maybe, not, 50, I don't know. 50, I, around 50 and up. Yes, you, okay. And I'm, and I'm fine spending $50 on an LGN figure to help, you know, I wouldn't buy them all at once because like uh, a firefighter pointed yeah. out when you're, when you're married, you know, you don't want to be spending a bunch of money on, on rubber toys from the 80s. So I need short hair under the giant. I still need a Billy Jack Haynes figure from the series four. No idea what he goes for. Haven't really looked for him, but he's on my list still. Yeah. Good, good quality. You're probably looking 70, 80 bucks. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See, they start climbing up there and I, and, uh, I'm worried some of the other ones I need are going to be much higher than that. I do still the, need a slick hat'll figure. Be, the hat will be difficult. The hat will be the kicker, right? What's that? Uh, I said, yeah, the, the hat will be difficult with Billy Jack. Yeah. yeah. I still need a slickster, who also I will need a hat for. Yep. And then and uh, now here's... Uh, you, can get a, you can get a slick for like 40 bucks, 45 bucks uh, without a hat and not great paint. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, here's where I'm afraid the price ticker is going to go up for the next ones that I'm needing. I'm needing the black strap, Andre. Yeah, unfortunately, that's currently like 400 bucks. But through uh, October 27th, it, through October 27th, you could get one of the uh, big rubber guys, either with a black or blue singlet from uh, Major fig, uh, Wrestling Figures Podcast. I think it's MajorMerch.com, but uh, uh, just look up Big Rubber. He's uh, on pre-order through October 27th, and you can get a 
a uh, Andre the Giant in the new big rubber guy. So it's similar to LJN, and he's standing straight up tall. He's actually got a villain face on instead of a big smile, and they have the uh, the strap over his left shoulder, which is correct. Whereas on the LJN, it's over the wrong shoulder, his right shoulder. You know, so if you want to supplement a big rubber guy's figure, you can order one through. I believe next Friday and have an Andre with a black strap for 55 bucks, which includes free shipping. All right. So in all honesty, you you sent me a link to those big rubber guys earlier when they came out. And I appreciate you doing that. Full disclosure. I did pre-order the macho man figure from the big rubber guys because it nice. was, it's so, it's so cool looking, Brian, I couldn't pass it up. And now you have me like, you have me reconsidering going back and also pre-ordering the Andre with the black strap. But that macho man figure was, crazy good and so i did pre-order that one so thank you for alerting me to those yeah totally yep um and then, then if I you also... are able to if you find another uh blue trunks short hair you know i can always uh paint it with the black strap on, on there if you want to pay shipping to and from me and that's uh, not a bad and, option and that would, that would that would be about 50 bucks versus uh versus three or four hundred so Happy that's to do that that's, that's a very good it. option. That's a very good option. Um, <laughs> then I also still need the big boss man, and I'm worried about the price tag on him. I think that's going to be incredibly high. It's similar to to Andre, and if you start, you'll probably want to just get a replica nightstick. But yeah, for boss man right now in good quality, you're probably also looking three four hundred dollars. Yeah, and then the last two that I need is the Haku, which well, that's another hefty price tag. Maybe a, maybe a couple hundred, but yeah, that's that same ballpark. Yep, up there. And then the one that twists me up inside, Brian, because I sent you photos of my white shirt Hogan, and I swear there's a red one hiding underneath it, but I still need a red shirt Hogan to complete the collection. Yeah, red shirt, yellow trunks. Maybe you can get one of those for between 100 and 150 that's got decent paint. So yeah, so yeah, it's 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 tough pulling the triggers on these uh, pulling it the trigger is. on these figures where you're jumping into that price point. Definitely, it's very hard. So now the moment of truth. I sent you the photos. It's a front. This is this makes for terrific radio, by the way. I sent you photos. I want you to look at the photos. No one listening can see the photos, but it's a hacksaw Jim Duggan LJN uh, original paint, not touched up at all. I haven't cleaned it up yet. I haven't given it a fig bath. Haven't scrubbed off any of the the marks he's got you know a mark on his upper abdomen and a shoulder but i know those will come off but i sent you photos front and back of what it looks like take a look at them i'd love to, for you to say what you think a fair price for that figure would be and then i'll reveal to you what i paid on ebay and we'll see if i won or if i got hosed it looks excellent and to me right now you're you're probably looking at 85 bucks for a figure of that quality uh and then if you got it for less than that i feel like you did a good job Brian, I could high-five you over the radio, man. With shipping, that Hacksaw Jim Duggan sent me back $65, which is still more awesome. than I like to spend on a figure, I'll be honest. I don't like to spend a ton on figures, but 65 bucks shipped. And it's in great condition, and it's, it took me from needing eight to now needing seven, so I'm happy with it. No, I think you did real good. It looks real solid. And then Fantastic. actually a Thank Jim you. Duggan with uh, – yeah, there's actually a variant of Jim that has uh, much darker hair. So when I got my Jim Duggan in 2015-2016 with a 2x4, I actually got a second one, and I'm kicking myself because I ended up reselling that one on eBay, but he had much darker hair than the uh, than the more common one, like what you, you got and the, the one I still have. So, But, Man. yeah, you did a good job at 65 bucks. 
Oh, that's fantastic. We'll end the show by making me feel like a winner, so I appreciate that. Uh, thank you again for jumping in very last minute here uh, and having a conversation with me this morning. We wish Tommy Fierro and the whole ISPW roster um, a fantastic day. They're, they're working towards a good cause. I hope they're enjoying their time together, giving back to the community. Um, but, Brian, thank you so much. It means a lot that you were able to jump in last minute uh, and help with the show today. You bet, yeah, and if anybody wants to listen to Legendary Wrestling Figures, the podcast, it's spelled with a J instead of a G, but you can hear Jumping J on uh, several episodes. He gets to review and rate the uh, nine figures in 1984, along with 10 other guests rating and, and reviewing the figures. And uh, like you said, all our best to Tommy Fierro and his crew with ISPW, who are out at Eva's Village today helping to feed the homeless and the hungry, uh, a, a great cause that, uh, that Tommy's helping out with, as they do with ISPW. They, they do support charity all the time. That's right. Very well said, Brian. And I think on the first episode of LJNs, I asked you about your favorite figure, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the Piper figure uh, because Piper is one of your favorite uh, wrestlers of all time. Is that, is that your favorite LJN? Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. Piper's number one, and I and Bundy's probably number two, and then uh, you know Savage, Hogan, JYD, uh, Kamala. There's there's several that are close behind, but but for me it's Piper. And I know Bruno Sammartino was the first one you got when you as far as buying yes. a new figure, but uh, and I think Hulk Hulk the original is probably your favorite. Yes, it's uh, sentimental reasons. It's my personal favorite of the Hulk figures. The red shirt is probably my favorite aesthetically. Like, I love the way it looks, and I'm excited to one day add that to my collection. I would love to end the show by asking you what, your, what you feel is the most underrated figure in the LJN line. Which one do you think is, is good, but it doesn't seem to get the love that some of the classic ones do? Who's the most underrated figure in your opinion? Ooh, underrated. Um, hmm. Uh. I'll say Roddy because he got too many non five star reviews on my show. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. Ah, uh, yeah, now yeah. that and and Kamala just great. So uh, aside from the the lack of paint underneath on the skirt, those are those are two that I feel deserve all of the love in the world. So I like Roddy with man. the RP on each the RP on each boot. I just love that detail. So very yeah. well, so, man. Thanks so much, Jay. Thanks Thank so much, you. Jay. It's been another awesome, uh, awesome episode. Thanks to all the listeners out there. And uh, look forward to talking to you and Tommy again next week. Hope everybody out there has a great week. Very well said. We'll catch you right here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.